Hi, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Two Drunk Fans. Gab, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a very sugary coffee drink um, because I am still at work and uh, I kind of hit the armpit of the day and was like, fuck, I need sugar. So, yeah, I went downstairs, got soaked walking to Starbucks, but uh, now I've got my my sugar rush and you guys are going to get to experience it. Um, What? It's like almost nine o'clock over there what are you enjoying tonight i'm enjoying vegetables vegetables <sighs> gab i told you i didn't eat a vegetable last week <laughs> right i know i know but barley is also a vegetable it's a grain yeah and that's uh, like a vegetable i don't think though grains count as vegetables i don't think i like, think that if you squint and oats yes it does don't Anyway, I'm having Brussels sprouts for dinner and some broccoli rice and a steak. I would like Brussels sprouts for dinner. Yeah, just a little olive oil, salt, and pepper, roast in the oven until they're a little tender, and boom. You know, you know what makes Brussels sprouts really good? Seasoning? Bacon. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I should have added bacon. Gosh. Bacon. Well, bacon next- will do it. There's always next time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll make it better next time. <gasps> we should do a cooking episode. Wow. Yeah, actually. You guys uh, <laughs> Everybody write that down cuz Gab and I might not remember <laughs> cooking episode with uh, Gab and Thrace. Maybe maybe the next time you come to Portland we'll just set up the mics in my kitchen. It's eventually and we'll just, do a cooking episode. It's going to be pots and pans banging and then eventually me going, no, this kitchen's too small for both of us. Get out. <laughs> That's what the episode's going to be. Five minutes long. And I bet you 300 people would listen to that. <laughs> and then like 30 minutes of chewing and inhaling. Well, we won't do the chewing and inhaling because you do not like that noise. No, I have misophonia. It's a real thing. I'm aware. Yeah. I have absolutely stopped even trying to eat you've while been, podcasting. You've with been you. very respectful of my boundaries. I should say that. Very, mm-hmm. very. Mm-hmm. Gab is a good friend for not driving you into a rage over your, you know, tick where you hate certain sounds. I try. Yeah, I try, and I try really hard. I, I have to. I have to admit, it's not not super easy, but I do it. All right, let's move on because I'm uncomfortable examining my feelings um (laughs) we can talk about i just want to mention one thing that i had no feelings about which was usa versus russia what a dumb wait 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 wait. we we had a task we wanted to say one sentence each about that yeah all right here's my one sentence what a dumb pair of games but rose lavelle is awesome all right you oh crap i didn't prepare my sentence (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, um, I'm the one who shows up to group presentation prepared, and you're the one who shows up and is like, no, nah, man, it's cool. The professor likes me. You were the one that came up with this stupid assignment. Glad U.S. soccer was able to generate buzz about the NWSL with these games. Yes, that is. Hashtag, hashtag sarcasm font. I don't know. I think Boston came away pretty... <laughs> Well. Look, for Boston once, did. For once, things swung our way. So I'm just, I'm not going to look too closely at it. Hopefully they made money and people are getting paid and 
Rose Lavelle showed that she's, you know, not a fluke necessarily and against Russia. Against Russia, whatever. There's some qualifiers in that statement. So that happened, we can move on. And we don't have anything else interrupting the season until Ju- July? Is it July the friendlies? June? June? June friendlies against June? Norway. And I think Sweden. it's June. Yeah. So, I mean, unless they do like a super random camp and call them away to LA or something, which I wouldn't put past US soccer at this point. Mm. But it's early, early June. So I'm betting the NWSL schedule in June. I think there's a, the final game is like four days before the, mm-hmm. the Sweden game. So I think that if they really wanted to make it tight, they could. And, National team players can play that game the weekend. They travel the next day. They have two days to acclimate in Sweden, and then they can play. I don't know if they want to compress it that much, though. We'll see. So We shall. We shall. Uh, bigger, bigger and badder and better things in the news? Yes. They got a CBA done. They did. We have zero details about it, except for generally, you know... The women are getting more money in the two hundred to three thousand range. There's probably gonna be more relaxed rules about floaters, those non contract players. US soccer renewed its commitment to NWSL or something. And then, you know, stuff like uh better maternity aid or uh, not maternity aid, but better help for moms on the team, which Yeah. Was for women who give birth and for people who are women who are adopting. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think there are a lot of cool things that come out of this. Um, it It's interesting because I was listening to the podcast that Graham Wall puts out um, and he had Becky Sarbrin on last week or the week before. And she made it sound like they were getting closer, but they weren't yet. They, they were like now in the same city, but they were trying to find each other in the same neighborhood. Um, and so it just seemed like a pretty quick uh, GPS location where they got together and were able to come to terms. Um, part of me, the cynical part of me is like, okay, well, they had to do it before the NWSL season started. That whatever contingency or maybe players were um, not happy with the state of things, like to be a fly on the wall, that, that would have been really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the implication being they basically spent all their waking time like coordinating with each other over time zones and stuff to to really nail down what they wanted and needed what they could get so that's pretty mm-hmm. cool i dig it i dig, I dig it, it. and now and now that's kind of off the radar off our plate and we get to look ahead at season mm-hmm. the one thing that i was a little bit kind of like mm, is that it's for five years so it covers the world cup and olympics and Mm -hmm. if the deal is truly good then that's good but if there's anything in there that starts to come out that they're like oh actually maybe this is not good for us i think that eliminates their ability to strike in years when they have leverage because this there's no way this cba doesn't also have a no strike clause in it as well right so i'm a little bit worried about that but if the, if the CBA is good enough, then hopefully that's just a situation that's not going to arise. And then when they renegotiate, the next CBA will be even better. Yeah. I mean, you, you always hope that these steps are moving forward. And, um, 
you know, maybe maybe it's my naivete, but I put a lot of faith in Becky um, and some of the players that were involved in that. I think, uh, you know, I'm hoping Megan Rapino played a, a pretty significant role in that because I know that she um, tends to be pretty outspoken uh, mm-hmm. about the rights of employees and players. And she's also bringing that different perspective to the table for maybe some of the players who either aren't out or aren't comfortable with it, or just thinking about the future and what, what some of that stuff is that's needed and not saying that Becky didn't do that because she's not um, gay, but, you know, just kind of hope that that all voices were heard and everybody is feeling good about this agreement. Yeah. You need a lot of different perspectives. You don't want it to be, you know, five people who all have the same background and life experience doing the negotiating. So. Correct. Yeah. Well, that's the big national team thing. There's also big NWSL stuff happening. Uh, Today, Wednesday, the NWSL had a league preview conference call and acting league commissioner Amanda Duffy was on the call. I think a lot of people have her tipped for the position, but she said, actually, there's an active search going on. That might be her just not wanting to tell people that, yeah, she's going to get the job. Right. Did you happen to catch any of the details of the, I mean, you've been at work all day. You're still working. I did not. I was not on the call and I wasn't really paying attention to Twitter all that much other than something about Marta not being in her prime. (laughs) Okay. Let's just get this out of the way. The full quote is... I think she's a player that while some might say she's not necessarily at her prime, I think she's still a player that can impact the quality of the play and the competition level and continue to raise the bar in that capacity. And then she said some stuff about how fans will come to watch Marta. And I think it's all true. Sure. Totally. Um, uh, just a weird way of saying it. I mean, it was a, um, as diplomatic as you can say basically that you think, that a player's not in her prime anymore. But it's the truth. I mean, look at Marta in the Olympics. True, she was being asked to basically carry a huge chunk of Brazil on her back, and there was a lot of expectation because they were hosting, but she's not, you know, 25-year-old Marta anymore. It's not her fault. Time happens to all of us. She's still one of the greatest of all time, and she's still an incredibly watchable player. Absolutely. She's going to uh, give us so much... um... Just, I mean, she's going to give me heartburn, number one, but she also just brings a certain elevation to, to the marquee. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and it's different than Alex Morgan and the Orlando pride. Right. Um, Because Marta is that established player who now the world is kind of turning their head going, Whoa, what's going on in the United States? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, And, you know, it's still the small world of women's soccer, but having that player play domestically in the United States again, that was redundant, playing in the United States again is, is pretty notable. I don't know what the Brazilian community is like in Orlando. I think it's pretty decent based on who they have for their men's team, too. Don't they have Kaká? Uh, yeah, memory yeah. serves, he, that's who they have. Yeah, um, and their owner <clears throat> is Brazilian. But yeah, if the if the Brazilian community is good, then I think that could be a good boost because, you know, 
even outside of women's soccer, I think Marta has a certain cultural cachet. That's just how big a name that she is, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I like this pickup for the league and I like it for Orlando, except for when they play us. And I hope that their home attendance, I think their average was like high 6,000s, maybe around 7,000 for their inaugural. Yeah, season. they, they, yeah, they did pretty good. Yeah, they did pretty good. So I hope their attendance goes up into the eight, 9,000 range, actually. It, it would be nice. I mean, they're in a new stadium now um in a very soccer specific stadium which is which is pretty cool um it's kind of on my bucket list of places to visit i'd love to have a great reason to go to florida in october Mm -hmm. um if anybody wants to announce a reason to go to florida in october i would be pretty happy to put that on my calendar um at some point in time yeah, I think I think Orlando making making some positive moves, showing their their commitment. Still, still concerned about you know some league rules and how Marta was able to be acquired and who's actually paying, uh, you know which sponsors she's she's got to deal with and and all that jazz. Because I I look at it, and I go, man, those sponsors want them to buy into the team or I want them to buy into the league, right, and not just. But they're buying into that player. Yeah. But we'll find out soon enough. As soon as she gets on her Insta and starts, you know, doing the marketing stuff. Mm-hmm. We'll see. It'll be pretty apparent. And uh, the other stuff that Duffy talked about, maybe more importantly for all fans, was the live streaming. Yikes. I, I know you were on Twitter last night when people kind of found out that they might be partnering partnering with a uh, Go Ninety Sports as their mm-hmm. streaming platform, and uh, the Go Ninety Help Twitter was like responding to people and being like telling people stuff, and then a lot of those tweets today had been deleted, I think, because somebody either let the cat out of the bag early or like some automated responder system was like giving wrong answers. I don't know. One way or another, we weren't supposed to know. Well, so the weird thing about what happened last night was of the screenshots that I saw, I mean, I didn't go and download the app just to see it. I was, I was viewing other people's screenshots The the, the copy put on the app was not up to date at all. Like it was not refined. It was not fine. Like it just, it looked and felt horrible because it's like, well, first off, we have more teams than that. Second off, one of the teams has recently relocated, mm-hmm. um, was sold, and none of that is represented here. Plus, this app is only available or people only in the United States can view matches through it. So part of me is thinking, okay, this app knows what the streaming situation actually is going to be and are just preparing their platform to then be one of the providers of said streaming Mm -hmm. but it'd be great to know how i'm gonna watch three other games this weekend yeah so all duffy would give us is that all the games will be live and free on either nwsl soccer through the app at least in the united states she said they would be available internationally but i don't know if i want to apply free to international views which would really suck if people in the u.s get free and then internationals have to pay i don't necessarily see them setting it up that way i think that they bite themselves in the ass bit because nwsl is not at the point 
where subscriptions would be enough to overcome the loss from people who are like, fuck this. Well, so also whose whose shoulders does this fall on? Does this fall on NWSL or does this fall on Lifetime? Lifetime's got to be the one handling... Although NWSL formed NWSL Media, which is supposed to handle the digital arm of the league. Okay. That's all I got for you. They formed NWSL Media, which is supposed to handle the digital arm of the league. <laughs> I like how you rephrased it to sound more definitive. <laughs> I didn't rephrase it. I used my definitive tone. Oh, you reset it in a more definitive tone. Yeah, yeah. I could do my little NPR voice and then maybe people would believe me, but also be soothed. <laughs> you know? It, it would be soothing. We should do an entire episode in NPR voices. Oh, God. Okay. We'll see if I could keep calm for that long. It would probably be very similar to that one time we tried to do a drunk history episode and we just ended up reading the script rather than trying to just use the script as I think we were also notes. we were both also too drunk to be funny for that episode. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We we both took we were way too serious about being drunk. Yeah. Next 24 48 hours is obviously when we'll be sharing the news cuz you, you hope so cuz this is Wednesday, then you have Thursday, Friday, the 24 and 48 hours and then the games start on Saturday. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you don't know how to watch the game by Saturday, then the league has screwed itself over. Now, I understand that they signed a deal relatively late compared to, you know, the timeline for when you want to complete a business deal of this size. But I think they need to say that. Yeah, well, they need to say that a couple of different times. They need to say that when the schedule came out later than it has historically the schedule came out on may 1st if they if they want things if they know things are going to come out late just say guys this is, might come down to the wire instead of going okay we're going to announce maybe now okay maybe we're going to announce maybe now okay maybe or you know this whole like radio silence thing where they're just like we're not going to give you any details and then you'll know when you know right like i'm a consumer of this product and i am not very happy about it because, yeah, I want to know, how am I going to watch Houston and Chicago play this weekend? I mean, um, that match is happening before Portland, Orlando. So anyway, it's just it's it's infuriating because now I'm sitting here going, all right, who's going to periscope it? Periscope. I don't periscope. You know, the technology the kids use these days. Sure. I don't. I don't have any of those apps. I used Snapchat for the first time in like two years this weekend, and it was amazing and horrible at the same time. What's your Snap score? No, I, I didn't actually like use Snapchat. I used like the fucking filters. Oh, do you have your... On somebody else's like Snapchat. Like oh. I don't have Snapchat. Oh, okay. I was about to feel a little betrayed there. I was like, I have Snapchat, but you don't send me any I... snaps. I don't, I don't even know what's, I, like, I don't even really understand what Snapchat is. It used to be a way to sext each other, and it would automatically delete the evidence. So what is it now? Uh, a giant social platform that tweens know how to use way more than us. <laughs> so why do I need to be on it? Because I'm your friend, and I should know every aspect of your life. 
Well, you're my friend, and I am friends with you on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> but how can I follow you throughout the day if you don't take videos of it and post it for me? <laughs> I post enough GIFs of exactly what is happening in my life just through something else. I you need, know exactly what's I happening I need you every day. to wear like a Google Glass that live streams to a website oh my God. so that I can just see where you're going and who you're talking to at all times. Oh my God, that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be cool for game day experience though. I mean, It would be cool for game day experience. It's like GoPro but live, you know, live streaming mm -hmm. GoPro. I think that would be a... Uh, really cool for games not for life that would be super invasive but whatever no no but for games to like be like hey this is what it's like to be at the stadium mm -hmm. so and this is what it actually sounds like up in the stands yeah i mean duffy even admitted she was like from a timing perspective was the ide ideal time for this a month ago two months ago and then she was like maybe and i was like yes the answer was yes come on just be honest mm -hmm. but they're pulling it together, and hopefully it'll be ready to go by Saturday. I'm hoping that someone isn't frantically testing it right now. I think a lot of teams got equipment this past week or the week before to test out mm -hmm. streams, and I'm like, that is way too close to opening day for comfort. What if something doesn't work? It's not going to be good. We're yeah. not going to have high-quality stuff on Saturday. Like We just have to admit that now. Like, there are four streaming matches this weekend. Two of them are going to stream all 90 minutes of the game. Two of them are going to have a blackout at some point in time. <laughs> Look, anything is better than the Western New York Flash's games filmed with, like, a fucking potato. Oh, God, what if, what if North Carolina is the same way? It won't be. It won't be. What if it is? I don't think it will. All right. We we've got we've got four streamed games this weekend. Chicago, no, in Houston, Washington D.C., Seattle, and Kansas City. Mm -hmm. Historically, Houston and I would say Houston and Seattle are probably the two most reliable. Okay. Last year, the Spirit were, had really, really bad streams for probably two, if not three, games. And I feel like FCKC is kind of a bit of a not the most high quality stuff. So Houston is the only like soccer specific stadium. I mean, the Spirit is, but the Spirit just have not had the best track record with their production. We'll see. I'm hoping that all this equipment that Lifetime has been sending to the teams. And the whole thing where, you know, a team has to be ready, like broadcast ready in case of an emergency means that the quality will be good. Although mm -hmm. if it's not, I'm going to be like, all right, that's fine. It's the very first weekend. You got to work out the kinks. One or two weekends, you know, a game from each home field to really work out what's going wrong or what to do right. It's fine. We've dealt with worse. Oh. Totally, totally. We absolutely have dealt with worse. Doesn't mean I like it. No, we don't have to like it. And in fact, you can acknowledge something is like, well, that's the way it had to be, but that doesn't mean we have to accept it. You know, we can demand right. that the league be better or else what's the point, you know? Totally, totally. And that's the whole point of our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> how would we? How would we do it better? 
how would we do um go back in time and get this deal done a lot sooner i don't know right i'm not saying they dragged their heels and like they're just doing it the last minute like i would have done that's not what i'm saying i mean the time they had is the time they had but if you and i know american woso fans have been conditioned by now to expect like a fart in a jam jar as basically all Mm -hmm. they're gonna get but come on guys Mm -hmm. that's the point of this deal it's a three-year deal with a and e with lifetime backing it like I was just gonna say, and I'm not complaining about the deal. I'm complaining about the fact that we are three days from game number one, and I have seen little to no hype for Houston versus Chicago. Yeah, that's the other thing. How can you hype if you don't know, you know, how the game is gonna be broadcast or streamed or whatever? Right. You can't go up to fans or not even fans, but like, what about new people and go, "Hey, there's a game. It's gonna be awesome." Okay, cool. How do I watch? Uh. Right. So we're still working on that. Cool. So why did you tell me about it? I mean, we have the game on TV. We know when and where that'll be at least. So you can at least point to that when you're trying to capture new fans. But like, I still think NWSL is an intensely regional thing. The clubs Mm -hmm. are best operating regionally. National hype around the league is not quite... You know, that's not necessarily going to trickle down to the teams. So regionally, each team being able to go, hello, our fans, like this is where you can watch us play. It's very, Mm -hmm. it's, it's critically important. And it's painful for us that uh, the league is, is tripping over these fundamentals. It's weird, actually. I've heard and seen a little bit of pushback from people on Twitter where they're like, just relax, you know, it'll be fine. And I'm like, how are you not wanting the league to be better than this? Like, how are you not wanting the league to be able to capture a lot more market than it can get with, you know, we'll have a live stream eventually, but we can't tell you where or how. And we only just now found out it's going to be free and internationally accessible. We all deserve- I don't know. I don't know how to hype. I we, don't, we all I don't deserve better than a fart in a jam jar. Doesn't have, yeah, they're, they're, you, you can't hype something that isn't doesn't exist. Hopefully, even if they have kinks to work out, you know, within the first two weeks, they'll they'll figure it out and settle. I'm willing to give them like cycling through streams from each home venue. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? So that should cover, I think, at least the first two weeks for them to hit every home venue. And then after that, if they haven't settled, you know, two or three weeks into the season, then it's like, come on, guys, you've got a big brand name. You've got a big brand name behind you now that you can't do that. It's Bush League. Well, and they're not going to get any bigger brand names behind them if they continue to operate it this way. Yeah, exactly. Duffy said that having A&E and Lifetime associated with the league now kind of basically opened some doors for them with people who wouldn't talk to them before. And right, then, but you got to put the product out. There. No, exactly. So like they got the foot in the door and then if these people see some bush league, you know, bullshit whatever, they're going to be like, "Well, do I really want to commit millions of dollars to this?" No. And then we're going to have to go crawling back on our hands and knees to the mango board. To US soccer. <laughs> US soccer, we need more. We're going to have to pay play a lot more friendlies to pay for all this. Oh god. I just, I hope those days are behind us. It's just stupid friendlies, man. We just play stupid friendlies that, and then Jill just 
she doesn't she doesn't take advantage of the situation. She doesn't like she doesn't experiment in the right way. She she plays players in experimental ways, but she doesn't experiment with different formations with players in positions that they're used to. It's when you experiment, it feels like a good, a good scientist to extend the metaphor should be able to make an educated guess. And for sometimes it feels like Jill is in the lab just going, oh, what's this? It's shiny. Let me put it into my mixture and see what happens without any Mm -hmm. idea of what, you know, whether it's going to explode or fizz or be cool or be toxic or whatever, you know, as opposed to someone who's like, Mm -hmm. okay, I have this, this, and this. And these are the potential chemicals or whatever that are going to give me the best possible res- You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like she's making educated decisions here. Right. <laughs> but you know what? At the same time, a player is going to be making $200,000, $300,000 a year. I think it's they're talking 165000 base salary now before bonuses. They're going to have to hit those FIFA dates and, and get those tickets in order to bring in more money. So it's a it's a balancing act. They are, but to a degree. To a degree. Right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, players, players are getting paid more this year. The base salary increased. The cap salary increased for non-allocated players. Um, and it, it's one of those things that's just like, you know, you can see things are slowly getting better, but dear God, at some point, you know, U.S. soccer needs to realize that NWSL is not, and, and maybe, and maybe this is the fundamental error of U.S. soccer, assuming that NWSL is going to always supplement or U.S. end up making this investment in NWSL to supplement revenues because NWSL is supposed to supplement the player pool. Right. Like NWSL is supposed to bring players that maybe no, yeah, there's came supposed to be up a, through a, the ranks outside of the development. Program. Yeah, there's supposed to be a developmental pool for the national team. I got it. Yeah. Right. Right. But but not necessarily a a financial supplement tool. So there there shouldn't really be a reason for the national teamers to play more friendlies in order to pay their own salaries. No, there should be because NWSL can't afford all that. I mean, they they the salary cap only went up like fifty thousand over last year. So if the, all the national teamers are now making one sixty five base over like uh like a, a a seventy or eighty base before, that's not coming from NWSL. Right, right, right. But but I'm saying that U.S. soccer has made enough revenue off of the women's national team and the ticket sales already mm-hmm. that justifying any pay increase to the players by saying, yep, now you have to work more doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, you're saying U.S. soccer already has the money in hand. Yeah, and they already get the money in hand whenever the women's national team plays in Portland or not in Portland in the United States. I mean, I would believe that, that they can already afford to to give the women that salary. I'm just saying, if everybody's salary is essentially going to, or if most, a lot of the players' salaries is, are essentially going to double, you know, with bonuses, even without bonuses, that base jump is nice. Um, I, I do think it's a, a little bit of a balancing act where they have to play 
play friendlies that sell tickets. Although mm-hmm. I do hate the implication that to sell tickets, there needs to be certain faces on the field. Because that's not good for the team or those particular faces. It doesn't serve the development purpose. Right, which means at some point the team's going to crash, and then Americans love to see winners. So if eventually you ride your team until they crash and then they start losing, like you're playing short-term gains but long-term losses, you know? Right, right. If, if we don't have the depth to continue to compete with other programs because we're relying so heavily on a core group of players that's counterintuitive to what the goal of having NWSL is. Mm-hmm. Well, let's drag it back to NWSL because you do have to go eventually. Yes. Yeah. I, we all have to go eventually. Wow. Dark. Mm-hmm. Five games this weekend. Home openers. Mm-hmm. Let's do score predictions. We haven't done that in a while. We haven't had a chance okay. to be wrong in a while. So what I did while we were talking just a little while ago uh-huh. is I built a spreadsheet. We're going to track our score predictions this year. Wow. We can, mm-hmm. And we'll see who gets more right over the course of the season, who gets closer to the score yeah. and stuff. So I'm thinking we could figure out some sort of point-based system offline, but I do want to start like actually tracking it because I think that we're not as bad as we think we are. Name your sex tape. Uh... Ooh. <laughs> It's a complimentary Ooh. sex tape. We're not, I don't think we're as bad as we think we are. This is why that's like your homemade sex tape. I think most sex tapes are homemade because they're not homemade sex tapes, and it's just porn. I guess I always assumed that sex tape was porn. Hmm. We can go over <laughs> the definitions <laughs> that we mean later. Let's just predict some scores. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So. First game, Houston Dash versus Chicago Red Stars. This is a Houston home game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call it 2 nothing for Chicago. 0 to 2. Um, I am going to say Houston, man. Uh, they don't have Carly Lloyd anymore. No Carly Lloyd. Morgan Bryan might still be injured, right? Because she was held out of camp with injury. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they have pretty good goalkeeper situation and chicago tends to have a little bit of a slow start in the season Mm. um what do we what do we know about christian press is she available she should be i think so yeah she didn't she didn't play in the friendlies did she yeah she played in both friendlies oh why did i oh i was thinking never mind i was thinking about tobin oh yeah she got subbed in um but tobin is out hurt and yeah 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 okay so i am gonna say one to one. Aha. Okay. I'm I'm going with a draw. Okay. And then Portland versus Orlando, which is obviously a home game. Be honest. Yes. What do you think is going to happen? Yes. Orlando probably yes. won't have Marta because uh, there was an issue with her visa. Really? Yeah. Tom Sermani on the call today was like, there's some holdup with her paperwork, so don't count on her. Maybe she'll be there, but don't count on her. Okay. So what do you, do you want me to go first? Yes, I want your prediction for this um, first. Okay, so Portland, Orlando, I'm going to say three to one. I'm going to agree with you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Tobin's not available for the home opener. I'm okay with that. 
apparently Parson I'm, said everyone besides Tobin available. Well, I'm I'm kind of okay with that. I mean, yeah, let her rest. Um, I'm, I mean, it, she's not it, she's not imperative to making this work. Um, you know, but it is one of those things that's like it would be awesome to have her. And when she was on the pitch, it uh, when when you're on when she's on the pitch, she creates this magic. But I, from what I saw in preseason, like she didn't participate in preseason. The team looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Let her let her take care of herself. I think Tobin right now for Portland when she's on, she's a game changer. But she's not changing the game from losing to winning. She's changing the game from doing okay to like wow. Uh huh. So yeah, I think three to one is in the right neighborhood. Okay, next game. Really hope we're right about that one. <laughs> Washington Spirit versus North Carolina Courage. Hey, did you hear uh, North Carolina legislature try to? I think some Republicans tried to introduce a bill invalidating same-sex marriage because they were like, the Supreme Court yep. ruling's not legal. So, uh, first of all, the whole um, uh, bathroom bill repeal thing was nothing. It was bullshit. It wasn't actually good. And now this. So, long uphill battle in North Carolina. Anyway. It's just, I, man, it's just, they need to, whoever is making legislation there, Needs, to, needs stop. to take a chill pill <laughs> and retire. Yeah. So spirit versus courage. I'm going to say. It's in D.C. Yeah, it is a D.C. home game, but I'm still going to say 2-1 to the courage. I am going to say 1-2-0. No, no. For Washington 1 courage zero i don't know courage it's a team it's a championship team that's stuck together from last season despite the move spirit their roster got torn up in between oh they don't have diana matheson do they diana matheson got traded to seattle and then tore her acl i remembered the tearing of the acl completely spaced on the trading to seattle nobody has diana matheson at the moment oh Fuck. Okay, I'm I'm redoing this. Okay. Um, I'm saying zero to two for the courage. Yes. Okay. Actually, that was my initial thought on the score, but I was like, oh, they traveled. It's a home team for the spirit. Spirit do have some things. Maybe they'll. I don't know. Actually, I know I'll agree with you. Two zero to the courage. Maybe the spirit will take a little while to get into the groove. Boy, I don't like it when we agree on things. It makes me nervous. Right. Oof. All right, next game. Seattle versus Sky Blue, and this is a Seattle home game. Oh, man. I hate Seattle at home. <laughs> I hate it. Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say 2-1 to one Seattle. I'm going to say 1-1 one, one tie. Next, the last one is Kansas City's at home. Boston is visiting. Uh-huh. You have to go first on this one. I know. How is Boston going to start their season? 2-1 to Boston. Oh, God. Oh. (laughs) Oh. I am going to say that this one is going to be 0-0. Okay, that's fine. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) So, 
Okay, for the first time in three years of recording this podcast, we have written down our scores. <laughs> we have written down our predictions, and we are going to track our predictions this season. Oh boy! I honestly think we're we're gonna we're gonna learn something from our predictions. I guess so. It'll be interesting to see how accurate we are over the course of the season. Like, as we get more information, are we gonna get better at predicting things? Like, or is no? Just we're gonna, gonna be... get cocky as fuck, and we're gonna and we're gonna fuck this up. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if the like correlation just goes haywire. It's like there's no. Well, it would be also interesting to tie in drink levels. Oh, because <laughs> I think I play a little faster and a little looser when I've had a couple of ciders. Maybe your sex day. Um. Yes, that would that would be appropriate. <laughs> we'll see. I'm I'm still not drinking that much, just taking it easy. And I feel like as we grow older and our bodies uh, accept alcohol in different ways and <laughs> we kind of are also having more life experiences that it's no longer just fun to drink. It has actual impact i am asian so it has always had a terrible impact on me (laughs) Um, oh man well i I used to get the asian glow real bad but like as my body kind of acclimated to um to to me like regularly having a drink once or twice a month um Mm -hmm. it was like all right you can't go crazy every time you have alcohol or else this is never gonna work so it's not that bad now but i do get instant hangover like the moment the alcohol stops the hangover starts so that happens to me with beer i as soon as as soon as i well and it's not even instant hangover i feel icky when i've when i've had beer like i feel slimy like literally like my skin just feels extra oily oh maybe you're allergic to something in it like hops or something Uh, and and that's and that's what I'm thinking, but I I I'm honestly okay not drinking beer anymore. Yeah. Well, if any of our readers have a clue as to what's going on with Gab's biology, please feel free to leave it. Yeah. In the why notes. am I Why am I getting slimy? Yeah. Name <laughs> of your sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So those are our good. predictions for the season. We hope well, that... Well, no, those are our predictions for week weekend number one. All right. Those are our predictions for weekend number one. I hope we get most do of we, them right. Do we want to predict rankings for at the end of the season? Because oh, now that I have a spreadsheet, we could predict anything and save it and then revisit it later. Just gone crazy with the power of it all. <laughs> week, week zero. End of season. You know my only prediction for the season is Boston won't be last. Well, that's not very fun or fair. That's all I got for you, man. I will say this. I think Portland, Chicago, and North Carolina are going to be playoff teams. Okay. I think Orlando's going to skate order? close. I'm not going to tell you that. I'm going to say if Orlando can maintain a good win-loss record before Alex Morgan comes back, and then when she comes back, if she can click with Marta again, because remember, they they used to be teammates in WPS on the old they Western did. New York Flash. That was a 
dream team. If they can click when she comes back, then Orlando's also going to be a playoff contender. So read me your four again. Portland, Carolina, North Carolina, I apologize, Chicago, and maybe Orlando. Wow, you're not putting Seattle up there, huh? No. I think too much change for them in the offseason. I think teams are starting to figure out Laura Harvey a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. As good as she is at getting the best out of what she has, I don't know if she what, what she has right now combined with other teams learning to deal with her is going to be enough to get them to playoffs. Okay, so we're going to do playoff teams and we're going to do last place. Washington Spirit. Oh, boy. I know. Who's your, okay. Who's your playoff teams in last place then? Uh, my playoff teams are going to be, um, I think I'm going to go Portland, Chicago. I agree on that. Uh, I want nothing good for North Carolina. I don't know. I, I don't know why I'm bitter uh, in that general area. I think Kansas City uh, is always there. And then, Jesus, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to say Seattle. I think Laura Harvey is adaptable enough that she's going to still do things. I think she's still going to do things. Seattle will be interesting to watch. I just don't automatically fear them this season as much as I used to. No, and I don't fear them. I fear them more at home still. I think that they still are going to have an advantage in that shitty, shitty stadium. Um, My... Uh, last place team, I'm actually going to say is Houston. Okay. I think the Dash are going to be last place. Okay, I have the Dash at ninth. In that, I think between them and the Spirit, yeah. Okay, so as of week zero, we can check in on this halfway through. We can check in at the same time because it's in a spreadsheet now. It's in the spreadsheet it's, now. It's saved forever. Well, now we can't take anything back or pretend like we forgot. <laughs> Great. Thanks. Good job. I mean, we could change it halfway through, but we have to at least acknowledge where we started. You just got to remember where you came from, you know, started at we the bottom. We just got to remember where we came from. All right. Well, another season about to begin, our fifth year. Things are different. I mean, think back to the first year of NWSL and just where we are now. <laughs> Man, it was so startup back then, and like I get, I get frustrated by bush league, whatever now. But it's like, dude, this thing is like, it's becoming something. It grew. It really. It's like back then with eight teams, you know, it was a baby, and now it's turning five, and it's like it's a person with a personality, right? It has motor skills now. It's trying to. <laughs> You know, the, the fine control isn't there yet, but give it a, a couple more years and, you know, won't be won't be causing a disaster every time they eat spaghetti with meatballs. <laughs> trying out new things, trying out some different flavors, you know, every once in a while we try something we don't like. Yeah. That's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Variety is the spice of life, and I hope we get some some good spice this season. Oh man, I I hope I hope it. I really do hope that it remains competitive. Um, I know the last couple of seasons we've kind of had uh, a couple of teams that either pull ahead or teams that you know that that are just more like 
more reliably beaten. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I do I do hope that we've gotten to a point where there is parity in the league, and we're not constantly like always putting Boston as the butt monkey. We are nobody's butt monkey this season. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Because <laughs> because because you guys have Rose. Because we have Rose, but we have we have um. Tasha Dowie too. We have Rosie White. We have Morgan Andrews. I have high hopes for Midge Purse. Um, I think Abby Smith, if she recovered well, could be great in goal for us. We've got Megan Oyster. So we've got some we've got some good stuff in there. Okay, you you've got some you got some firepower. You got some junk in your trunk. I'm willing to start this season with hope. It doesn't mean anything though, because I've started every season with hope, even when Tom Durkin was our coach. <laughs> It means nothing. You you started every season with you like almost fought me last year. You had so much hope. <laughs> you were like you were like so hopeful. There were a couple times where we recorded where I said something about Boston and you just you like almost like lunged at me through through the recording devices. And I was like, uh, sorry, I'm stating an opinion. And you were like, no, Boston, Boston, no, Boston's going to be better than that. And I was like, oh, okay, dude. I think I said Boston's going to be better than that. They're probably going to be ninth out of 10 teams. That was my hope. <laughs> that was the extent of my enthusiasm. All right. So I, I, I feel, I feel like had we been recording scores last year, your score predictions would have been very, uh, positive up until a point. <laughs> No, last year with Matt Beard, it was fine. It was the year before that with Tom Durkin that things would have been positive to a point. Because Matt Beard started turning the ship last season when Dowie arrived. It yeah, was, it was but noticeable. You, you were really, like last year in the preseason, you were like passionate that Boston is going to make a run for it this year. No, I wasn't. Yes, you were. I, didn't, I said nothing about making a run for anything. <laughs> I think last year my prediction was also not last. I think I might have said as high as seven. I'm going to go back and I'm going to find, I'm going to find the tape. Fine. 